Welcome back to This Week in Video Games and this is the News Roundup, giving you all the latest video game news you need to know in just 10 minutes. If you find this useful, then don't forget to like, share and subscribe on YouTube and your favourite podcast app. Links are down below in the description or the show notes. So it's the 5th of August 2020, so let's get into the news. First up in the news this week, Activision confirms that Treyarch and Raven are making the new Call of Duty. This one comes from Andy Chalk out of PC Gamer. We don't know much yet about the next Call of Duty game, but beyond the fact that it's happening, but there are some fairly solid rumours kicking around. Like the title, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Activision confirmed another rumour today in its Q2 financial year 2020 earnings call, saying that it is in fact being developed by Treyarch and Raven 2. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare and Warzone continue to be successes, with Modern Warfare sales continuing to grow primarily through the upgrades from the free-to-play Warzone Battle Royale. In-game net bookings mainly via DLC and microtransaction purchases were also up more than double quarter over quarter and are roughly five times higher than they were in the same quarter last year. And all of which leads us to the relevant bit, Activision will continue to build on its direct digital relationship with this expanded community as it delivers the next premium release for Call of Duty coming from Treyarch and Raven Software, it said. It's a little unusual to see Raven credited as co-developer on a new Call of Duty. Raven's been involved in the development of a larger number of Call of Duty games, going all the way back to the original Black Ops, but as a support studio, primarily focused on multiplayer. I've always thought that was a bit of a shame because Raven's standalone games like Quake 4, Wolfenstein and Singularity have always been quite good. Not genre-defining, but reliable and satisfying shooters, like a really good meatloaf. So it's nice to see it getting a little bit of the spotlight here. Interestingly, one of the reasons we haven't heard more about the Call of Duty so far is apparently Warzone, which Activision is apparently going to be leaning on more in order to interact with the Call of Duty fanbase directly. Warzone in particular is not only a great game experience, it's also a great platform for us to share new franchise news and information directly with our community, like we haven't done before, Activision President Rob Kostic said during today's earning call. This is also a big and positive change for us as we think about the business. As for why we're waiting for such a long time to reveal more, we are and we aren't, but it's Warzone that's caused us to rethink how, when and even where we reveal our upcoming titles. No other details were revealed about the game during the call, unfortunately not even a title, but Kostic said that internal testing of both the campaign and multiplayer modes is going well, and I suspect you'll be hearing more about this fairly soon. Next up in the news is more Call of Duty news, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 5 content details have come out, and this one comes from Dan Tack out of Game Informer. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Season 5 arrives today, August the 5th. While there are a smattering of content offerings coming across the board, some of the biggest chunks of change are slamming into Warzone. The Acropolis National Arena, the big stadium in Warzone, is poised to become a huge theatre of battle, whether you're blasting out on the stands or getting wild in the parking structure. It's a big new battle zone. The train station is also getting some interior elements, and there's a giant freight train that rolls through the zone, so now expect that to be an absolutely insane highlight for battle royale action. Four new multiplayer maps are coming to the standard Call of Duty Modern Warfare multiplayer. Livestock lets you take gunfights down to the farm, with hay bales and scattered tractors providing cover. Don't worry, all the farm animals are safe, and Petrov Oil Rig, Soldan Harbour and Vedant International Airport flesh out the other environment offerings. 
Of course, it wouldn't be a season without some new mode options. Bare Bones lets you play with no killstreaks, no field upgrades and no perks, just raw gunplay. And this one sounds awesome. Of course, there is a battle pass to work on, new operators, new weapons and a lot more as well. Next up in the news, Spider-Man is coming to Marvel's Avengers, but as a PlayStation exclusive. And this one comes from Matt Wales out of Eurogamer. It's good news for Spider-Man fans hoping to see their favourite web-slinger in Crystal Dynamics' upcoming Avengers game, or rather, good news for some Spider-Man fans at least. He'll be joining the post-launch hero lineup for free next year, but as a PlayStation exclusive. Confirmation of Spider-Man's arrival comes via the PlayStation blog, where Crystal Dynamics says it's hard at work making him just as great on the sticks as he is on the page. The developer explains its ultimate goal is to make the transition between Spider-Man's acrobatic combat and sticky-fingered environmental movement as seamless as possible. When he's arcing through the air on his webline, we want you to feel graceful and light, and be able to utilise a variety of web configurations and gadgets to enhance your traversal, it says. Iconic abilities are promised, as is the case for all heroes in-game. These can be upgraded alongside various gadgets and tools, which, in Spider-Man's case, include custom web shooter-based technology from Hank Pym, Shield, Stark Industries, and more. Crystal Dynamics notes it will be celebrating Spider-Man's arrival in the PlayStation versions of Marvel's Avengers next year with a special in-game event featuring unique challenges. Marvel's Avengers comes to Xbox One, PS4 and PC on the 4th of September with Xbox Series X and PS5 releases to follow and Crystal Dynamics recently confirmed the game's first free post-launch hero that's going to be Hawkeye available on all platforms. Next up in the news, Pikmin 3 is coming to Nintendo Switch in October with all DLC and a new co-op mode. This one comes from Charlie Hall out of Polygon. Pikmin 3, originally released for Wii U in 2013, is coming to Nintendo Switch on October the 30th, 2020. Titled Pikmin 3 Deluxe, the $60 game will include options for a cooperative play and all previously downloadable content, Nintendo announced today. As in previous iterations of the franchise, players take control of a whole bushel of tiny critters to help them navigate a series of puzzles. The game includes plenty of oversized monsters and multiple themed biomes, including a distant tundra, twilight river and garden of hope. Nintendo also detailed a few new additions to this release, including the ability to play the entire narrative campaign in co-op mode. There's also going to be new difficulty settings, enhanced targeting and a new hint system. The original game was well received by critics and players alike. At the time, Polygon scored the game an 8, calling it astoundingly fresh. And finally in the news this week, Nintendo drops free Smash Bros update and it includes Small Battlefield. This one comes from Logan Plant out of IGN. Nintendo released a surprise update for Smash Bros Ultimate version 8.1.0 and that includes a free new stage, Small Battlefield. As the name suggests, Small Battlefield takes the same look as Battlefield, a staple stage in the Smash Bros franchise. However, instead of the classic tri-platform look, Small Battlefield ditches the top platform to give the stage a fresh look. The update also comes with a redesign for the stage selection screen, and Nintendo has added new icons from a random Battlefield and random Final Destination matches. Players can also choose any song they want from any series on Battlefield, Big and Small Battlefield and Final Destination. This update also tweaks the online experience in Super Smash Bros Ultimate Elite Smash, a mode that you can only access with a high global Smash power score. It's been adjusted to allow more players into the game type. The update also fixed issues with gameplay. 
The last update for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was released on June the 29th, when Min Min from ARMS joined the fight as the first DLC character from Fighter Pass 2, and we don't yet know the next fighter planned for the pass. And one final thing in the news this week, Ninja is back on Twitch. He was back playing Fortnite earlier today with Dr. Lupo, so if you like what Ninja does, then go back over to Twitch. Well, thanks so much for watching or listening, and for more video game news like this, subscribe and share with a friend. To join our community, check out the Discord link in the description, and you can follow me on Twitter at TWIVG Podcast. This Week in Video Games is also a patron, and you can find out more on patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games, where you can sign up for rewards like early access to the podcast, get your name in the credits or videos, as well as exclusive content, special Discord roles, and community features. Check out the links down there below in the description or the show notes for more information. Thanks again, and I'll see you soon.